Okay, welcome to the Confetti Gore podcast. I have Logan here with me today, and we're going to talk about American Horror Story, a little bit about American Horror Story, and then what American Horror Stories is, the series. I guess a small disclaimer is we're probably going to talk about, I don't know, it's horror content, so kind of sensitive topics, so just be beware. I'll probably upload this as explicit, so. Logan, can you please explain what American Horror Stories is? American Horror Stories. Yes. It's like a spinoff. They just put out, like, pretty recently, like, a few weeks ago. I just, like, I I only saw it because I'd gotten back into American Horror Story pretty recently and, like, binged through most of the seasons. And then... I started seeing a thing called American Horror Stories pop up on Instagram. But it's basically like another anthology that's just single episodes rather than seasons. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it either. And I, in the past, had watched all of American Horror Story. But I skipped Hotel. And then, what season? Wait, I skipped Hotel. And I can't remember what season comes after Hotel. Is it Cult? Roanoke. Okay, Roanoke, my favorite. And then... Cult. And what's after that? Apocalypse. And after that is the new one, right? 1984. Okay, so I had watched all the way up to Cult, but I skipped Hotel. And so... Yeah, we recently like binge watched all those, and then yeah, you had found that they were gonna do a small story series, American Horror Stories. Yeah, and then like also when it caught up, that was like right when they were starting to announce double feature. So I just kind of got stuck in this uh, American Horror Story like kick, <laughs> which it's really interesting. I don't know how the directors and writers are able to do all of these things all at once <laughs> because they also have uh, American Crime Story, too, which is yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. Well, American Crime Story is, like, it's run by, like, a lot of different people. Ryan Murphy is just an executive producer on it, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, like you know, the camera work and, like, the costume stuff is, like, pretty similar to American Horror Story, but... I think, like, creatively, there's a lot less of, like, Ryan Murphy in there. Like, Well, I wanted to catch showing off in the background. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about American uh, horror stories. I don't know. I literally... She looks really cozy. She looks like she wants a head pat. <laughs> Aw. Okay, so American... I wanted to talk about the episode called Feral in American Horror Stories. Crown Jewel episode. Is that the last episode <laughs> that they did of this, like, set of American Horror Stories? Or is there one right after? There's one right after, but it was, like, the the last episode was the one that was, like, a video game. Okay, yeah. Maybe and like, do you know... Murder House thing. Do you know how they're how they're doing American Horror Stories. Are they going to have multiple seasons of it? Or, like, is like was this, like, season one of it? Or are they just going to, like... Yeah. yeah. 
throw in new episodes from time to time that are short stories. No, this was the first season, and I think they said they were planning on doing another one. I mean, I'm sure it's not expensive to shoot. Yeah. It's pretty minimal. Alright, so I hope whoever's listening to this is a fan of American Horror Story. Or, I guess, just spooky stuff in general. So hopefully you kind of already know about the episode we're talking about. Um, If not, I guess this would be spoilers. But (laughs) I wanted to briefly talk about, like, what the Feral episode is. And it's kind of this short... Well, it is a short horror story, but... Probably the shortest episode in the whole season. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think it actually is. It was like 39 minutes. It, um... I just think it's very unique because it almost (laughs) becomes a story that you could tell around a campfire. Yeah. (laughs) Because... The way they tell it, what would you call it? Kind of, kind of breaks the fourth wall there because it's, it's kind, it kind of touches on conspiracy theories that people already I think it breaks the fourth wall. But... Okay, well, what would you call it? I don't know the term. I'm not, I'm not sure. What I would okay, call it. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess it. To me, what I'm trying to say is things that really spook me. I guess in horror genre are stories that okay i know they're conspiracies but stories that could almost be true like they could almost happen all right and i'm not saying that i believe in this specific conspiracy thing at all it's just it's just really interesting to me um how they did that and then um I guess just as a show I thought that the writing was really well done to keep the story short so that there's not a lot of wondering about like if it was a full length film it could have been not as good if that makes sense people would start wondering well why aren't they doing this or that or yeah yeah, like, the details are definitely, like, really consolidated in that episode. Which I feel like worked really well for that episode, because some of the other ones were, like, they just felt too long, some of the stories. Well, I guess we should mention what exactly happens. Yeah. Do you want to start from the beginning? Yeah, so basically these parents go camping at a national park in California. And they lose their young son. I think he's supposed to be like five or something. He's definitely probably five or younger. (laughs) Yeah. So they lose him in the woods. And then it jumps to 10 years later. And they'd never found him. And the two parents are like split up at this point. And some weirdo guy comes knocking on the dad's door. Telling him that he has some information about his son. And he basically ends up taking them back out to the national park to look for them. And they uh, have a little run-in with Stan. Yeah, so... (laughs) 
the dad and mom separate because they, you know, can't get over the fact that their son just disappeared while the dad was playing hide and seek while they were camping. And this... I don't know. He's not really ominous. It's just this dude shows up at his door at the dad's house. The dad's got all these newspaper clippings up on his wall of like, was it Bigfoot? What could have possibly taken my son? And this guy comes in and at first the dad, he doesn't believe, right? But then the dad pulls out this photograph and he claims like, I have a picture of your son. He's the, still out there. The guy pulls out the photograph. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the guy. Sorry, I get confused. Okay, the guy... <laughs> pulls out a photograph of the dad's son and is like, I have a photograph of your son. He's still out there. Yeah. And so he takes the parents out there to go looking for him. And they run into Stan, the park ranger. And the guy that's supposed to be showing the parents, you know, where their son is. I don't know. I'm not going to explain everything. Like, totally, you need to watch the episode, guys. But... (laughs) that guy is trying to like tell them you know we don't want to talk to stan he quote calls him squirrely this guy we don't want to talk to stan he's he's on something okay he doesn't know what he's talking about but stan knows what's up (laughs) and I, Cody Fern has this acting style that really puts you in the moment and makes you really like feel what's going on in that moment. And I know that he didn't, he hasn't been acting for very long and he didn't like come from an acting background. Uh, I think he I think he took like acting lessons when he was younger and stuff. I just Okay, so I don't I know, like I've heard him talk about how he basically just like walked out of his job one day because he had a pretty good like setup. So that's career-wise. That's what I was wondering because you had mentioned before that he had a completely different career, completely different. And then one day he was like, "Nope, actually I wanted to be a- an actor." And that made me wonder, because I haven't read about him, it made me wonder, you know, how much, like, training he had as an actor or, like, classes that he took, because he makes very, very, very specific acting choices for his characters, and he constantly is using his, like, facial expressions to actually, like, be the character and like create this world around the character and he constantly is staying open for the camera and like i don't know what i guess you could probably guess what that means but like you know like it's basically how you stand you know like make sure the camera sees everything it's supposed to see right and like when he hands the gun to the lady in the feral episode 
he just like is completely like his whole frame is completely open to the camera you can see like almost like the whole other side of his face that you shouldn't even be able to see like you can just see his whole entire expression every like movement that he makes you can see and i don't know he's just really i don't know i don't know who i would compare him to i just having but i could compare him to it's just like seeing him in american horror stories i liked most of the actors in the feral episode but like you can definitely tell there's like a difference in the caliber of like their acting abilities when the other characters are with cody fern's character yeah because that's he just true. has a lot more range in general yeah and he you get and it's like sometimes with the other actors you can tell that they're like trying to like make you feel a certain way and like you can tell they're trying to do that with their facial expressions but with cody's like facial expressions and the things he does it just like doesn't really feel like he's trying to do anything yeah just kind of like is naturally able to like like there's just some times where it's like he can be really serious when he's like when he's telling them about the feral cannibals in the forest yeah he's like pretty serious but then he also like chuckles about what some of the other people think about them and it doesn't feel out of place (laughs) yeah he's he's super immersive and to this whole whatever character he is he just like fully immerses himself into the whole role and the whole like universe that is written that there's that, that all the actors are supposed to be acting in and That's, yeah <clears throat> well, it was like seeing him in apocalypse it was like hard to take note i guess of like how good of an actor he is because i hadn't seen him in anything else when we watched apocalypse and then right after apocalypse he was in 1984 and that was like a pretty drastic like character change so I kind of started to like him a lot more during that one. And then I think Versace was like, where I was like, oh, damn, this guy's like crazy good. And that's American Crime Story. Vers- yeah. Versace is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know he was in that. And he just like popped up halfway through the series. And I was like, damn, like, like this is way more like dramatic of a role for him. I do think that the oh. Feral episode and then the... I don't remember what it's called, but the feral episode and then the kind of YouTuber TikTok house episode. Bro house. Yeah, bro house. And then feral had definitely. um, I don't know. Those are those are they they (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to put people down, but they had the better acting in them. Like those two episodes had the better (laughs) acting in them. Uh, I'm not saying uh, well, other people I, yeah, were horrible. Uh, I'm just saying, like, those two episodes. Episode too, but... Um, but, so, another thing, too, is... I don't remember what the guy... Oh, Birch! Okay, the character's name is Birch. The guy that takes the parents to the national park. I really enjoyed his acting in Feral. He literally, like, took his character from over here... And 
threw it all the way over here. And you could actually see the whole character change on his face and in his voice. It was really cool. And I was like, wow, I really hope that they use him again later on. Because I thought he did a really good job yeah. for just coming into oh, American did. Horror Stories like that. I was like, oh, I really hope they use him. And they did end up using him, I'm pretty sure, in American Horror Story double feature. In yeah, no, it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. The, so I was really happy about that. We got to play another creepy, weird dude. Yeah, just, like, super good at that. <laughs> and I thought that he seemed different than this one in uh, Feral. Yeah, no, it was it was like a different creepy guy. Yeah, but, like he he really knows how to take those weirdo roles and just like fully envelop them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked him. He was probably like the second best actor in that episode yeah um he was good so then there was also american horror story season whatever i don't know what season it was but it was called 1984 <laughs> season nine season nine 1984 yeah and i was surprised at how much i liked that one like i if I'm going off of what I like, kind of heard other people say about it, people complained about it a lot online, at least. At least that's my, all I saw. My favorite season is probably still Roanoke, but 1984 just sits somewhere else. It's like yeah. so, so precisely done, I think, and so good yeah. that it just like it's up here it's and then really here's funny. everything else. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, just so it's, good it's got its own little cubby yeah because yeah. It has like the newest cast i think out of all the seasons that they've used and again like cody fern was in it and there's stuff that i see him do in the background of the camera like he's in the background standing next to like three other characters right and there's your focus is on the main character up front, but you still see him stand out in the background because he's doing specific choices that are to his character in that. I don't know. I don't remember his character's name, but he's supposed to be this like, Xavier. what? Xavier. Xavier. Okay. Yeah. Xavier. He's this character that wants to be like an actor, but he just can't do it. And he tries to do it, but there's this weirdo guy that's supposed to be helping him get there and he's a creep um but just his character is always doing something in the background he always finds something to do in the background and like from the random high school acting classes i took like our teacher explained how like important that is like you can't just stand around in the background you got to do something and it's really cool to see someone doing that and be like successful doing that like on the screen um yeah. also I, uh, what oh just the whole like chemistry between the entire cast in 1984 was really good it was really good and i love like, how th all the actors they took like that whole they took a couple different horror genres and put them like in one if that makes sense like they put in like slasher films and they put in real serial killer <laughs> yeah, yeah the night stalker right yeah and then they put in what happens when everybody goes to a camp friday the 13th like 
the scene where the one character is talking to his ghost mom, like that's Friday the Thirteenth, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. I like they put in slasher. It was like Mr. Jingles, and I don't know what movie it's from. Maybe Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know, but that whole scene where they pull up at the gas station, it's like it's like. I think that's just like that trope. From yeah, like I, it, before they go to the place, they pull up to the gas station, or and it like, looks so good. It looks so yeah. good. And another, it's kind of similar to that. Uh, what's that? The cabin in the woods, kind of like oh. did that same trope thing. Is that that one weird one where the guy sticks his hand in the garbage disposal? Uh, no, that's so. <laughs> the cabin in the woods is the one where they like. <laughs> It's like they take that the generic like horror like characters, but like it's like a whole corporation like does stuff beforehand. Like they're putting like chemicals oh. into the jock's water to make him dumber, you know. And then and then they're all like, we got to be careful about the stoner, you know, because the stoner. Oh, is that movie is so weird. Out. Yeah, that movie is <laughs> weird. They did a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> another thing too is like there's little i have I, what we've well i yeah we've watched 1984 three times now i think just twice, twice. okay yeah. and like the first time through three though. yeah that. yeah the first time through it's so good and then the second time through i was like oh i noticed like a couple things that i was like oh i, like I didn't get more. that before like because yeah. they because they put in like horror things that like you know, sometimes you can understand where they're going with foreshadowing, but yeah. at the gas station, right? Xavier gets a phone call from like, or he calls someone. Oh, oh he calls his answering machine. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. The, the first, first time around. The first time yeah, through. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time through, you just see Xavier on the phone. You don't know if it rang, like, or who, if he oh, called you, someone. You see him calling his answering machine. Okay. And, like, I didn't know it was his. Oh, it did in the subtitles. I didn't it. see that. No, no. He he calls and it's like. You have 11 new messages. Oh, I didn't catch that the first time. Okay, so I didn't catch that the first time. And so I just see this dude like on this phone and there's this weird (laughs) ominous message. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, that's like scream vibes or whatever. And he just like hangs up and he's like, what the fuck? And then he just like. So the well, yeah, second time the through, second time around you realize that like, yeah, like he already knows who that is on the phone. Yeah, like, I thought it was time, just you don't some. Know that he knows who it is. I thought it was just some like super. Okay, I don't mind when horror movies have some comedy in them. I think it's great, and so I thought it was that. I thought it was like the writing was just trying to write in like that whole. Oh, what? There's weird stuff on the phone the first time through. And then I was like, haha, that's funny. And then the second time through, I was like, oh, it's that that person that comes up later in the the season. That's who was on the phone. Um Yeah, I liked that. I liked that. And I also really enjoyed um I think we watched 1984 before we watched that Night Stalker documentary. Yeah. And so then I was curious about who the Night Stalker was. So I watched that documentary and I was like, wow, they really wrote in some kind of realistic, you know, uh, 
hearsay of what the Night Stalker person kind of like was like okay so apparent like in the documentary i can't remember exactly what but one of the ladies described this guy that came into the second hand store that she was working in and this guy like bought a hat that had a certain like rock band on it or something i'm not 100 sure like you'll have to watch the documentary it's on netflix i don't remember what it's called but I think that was the story. Like this lady had this weirdo guy come in and he bought like a weirdo hat with like a rock band on it. Okay. I'm saying weirdo hat cause the guy was weird. But so then, uh, I don't know how many days afterwards, but there's a crime scene that happens that the night stalker does, you know, and that hat is there at the crime scene with the like rock music on it. And so I just thought it was cool that they just like wrote that in to American horror story 1984 that season they like wrote into his character that he you know liked rock music and then Billy Idol <laughs> yeah and then the documentary I think some of the stuff that was like real in the documentary was his face started being up on newspaper clippings and so in 1984 they like did that little scene where like everybody saw him and like yeah I don't know watch this season I don't want to tell the oh, whole thing catch, like when they yeah him. yeah yeah and they, yeah that way they put that into the season and i think it's cool when they try and throw in realistic things you know like the feral episode how the the things that take their kid i'll just say what they were they're they're, they didn't say this is what they were, but they're they're kind of they're basically they're basically cannibals. All right. I don't know what else they eat out there, but I like when they, you know, kind of write in stuff that is like scary and could be realistic. Yeah, that's and, one thing I've noticed, like watching through a lot of the seasons again, is that they do take a lot of like historical events yeah. and take liberties with them. But like they like definitely do their research on those events they just kind of yeah take their creative liberties to put it into their universe because i notice a lot more of that in like coven and and asylum, asylum. yeah because yeah. i was like i think you know like they explore like those i like the way they explore like the issues of the writing like and i think you know one of the things that you know really does you know scare me is like stuff that could be it could be real like it actually it really could and then also like stuff that's supposed to be like one way but all of a sudden it just isn't like it isn't going like you people aren't people aren't supposed to eat people all right and it's scary when people start eating people you know people are scared of zombies because they're supposed to be dead and then zombies go around eating people like that stuff is scary so like you know, it's just when or like that video game that I've played, Doki Doki Literature Club. It it's it's scary because your computer yeah. starts doing weird things when you're playing it, and it's not supposed to do that because the computer's not supposed to do that, and so that stuff just freaks me out. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that the costumes were really, really good in 1984 and the music choices yeah. were, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's also like, it's a, the shortest season and it's really? like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cause I think most have 10 or more episodes. There's like, like this every, one only had nine. 
And but I'm like, it was so like well done. Yeah, there's every like horror trope in there. I don't know why horror buffs wouldn't like it. Like, there's every horror thing in there. I even forget. Most people just complained because the cast was like. But I even more forget new than it had been in so long. I always forget about the random serial killer guy. What's the guy that what's what's his name that plays him? The one that drives the Mary Kay car and puts the oh, Dylan McDermott. Yeah. I always forget his character's even in it. Yeah. Every time, like. Yeah. I always like they put I, I like that much. <laughs> they put that much horror stuff into that season. That was you know just yeah. like that that classic. Let's be warm and cozy on Halloween night and watch horror films and eat food and candy. Yeah. Like just well, watch that whole season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. I some some of the uh, like actors that are in 1984 that are in the other seasons. Like I think her name is Leslie. Is it Leslie Grossman? I don't know. She played Margaret. Like the oh, okay. Camp. It's like she. That's probably like her best role. Even though she's just like really good at playing scary women. Like I like, I liked her in really Apocalypse scary. too. But yeah, that was yeah. Probably... I liked her in that and like. She's in Colt as well, but it's just like, oh, yeah, her role in 1984 is just like terrifying, yeah. And then it's just like she's playing a similar role in Double Feature, and it's like she's like really good at just being a horrifying woman, like, she seems so normal when she's like first comes on the screen, and then she just is just like this twisted weirdo. Is the word maniacal? Yeah, and I think that's probably the word I'm looking for. Like, she's just ruthlessly. Horribly mean. <laughs> and like, like I know they wrote the character, but it's just like she like plays it on like a level that's scary. Yeah, I think that's a really good season, and I don't really know why people were upset that their favorite. Cast, yeah, like I thought the cast was really, really, really that's... good, and they need to have more people. Like it's such a big ensemble in the first place. These people can't just you know sign their lives oh. over to these seasons every season. They got other stuff to do, like American Crime Story. <laughs> well, it took me a minute to realize in 1984 the the his name Trevor. Yeah, yeah, Trevor is the guy from Glee, the teacher from Glee. Oh, yeah, you were saying that because I didn't watch Glee. Yeah, well, because when we first watched it, I was just like, I swear I know who that guy is. And then, like, I went and looked up the cast, and I'm like, oh, that's that guy from Glee. And I was like, that's why I recognize him. It's just super weird to see him in this role because he was such a proper person in Glee. But I'm like, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's the same people, so it's like, makes sense that he'd show up eventually in American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was really good in it too. I think that's why that's like kind of a unique season is because there were like some actors who have been in like absolutely nothing else American Horror Story related. Everybody had such a very specific. I mean, not that they didn't in other seasons, but everybody had such a very specific, heavy role in that season. Yeah. I think they all played such a huge, like, horror trope part like the one girl played that um innocent girl that was attacked at the beginning by the night stalker yeah i don't know the actor's name or the character i i uh, really that have... was emma robert okay i have a really bad memory and so <laughs> i don't even try 
<laughs> but yeah, like she played the very like pristine, innocent character, and then there were like... multiple killers in that. <laughs> that yeah, show. everyone. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah. If you like... And they all had really good chemistry. Yeah. So it's just... It's funny to be so stuck on... Well, my favorite actor isn't in this, so I just don't like it. You know, like... I'm gonna you, have a new favorite actor, man. Cody Fern. Yeah, like, you really need to watch this season. Like, there's a scene where it's, like... It's, it's Cody Fern, Billy Lord, and then... The guy from Glee, or like all, like you know, in that episode where they all like find the girl in the cabin, and it's just like, dude, these three are like great actors, and like they're not in anything else together like this. I still, I'm never gonna get over the acting choice in Feral, where he delivers a line with one face, and then he looks down, and then his face is completely like different when he delivers the yeah. park ranger line. I just yeah. he's really good and it's interesting to see him in stuff like this now because I wonder if he'll ever do like a full length well I mean I guess American Crime Story is almost like a full length film but I'm wondering if he'll ever do like I mean you know like a full a heavy heavy length role. movie yeah. like he's yeah, definitely, he definitely not like done I mean I mean, that's kind of, I mean, Adam, like, Adam Driver's been in a lot of stuff, right? Of course. But yeah. I mean, like, he did the Star Wars thing, and now he's in, like, well, even more stuff. I, I I saw Adam Driver on Girls when right. that was, like, really all he was in at the time. And I liked him in that. Like, he was, like, one of the main reasons I was even watching that show. Okay, I never watched that show, and I, I knew he had, like, you know, a bunch more acting stuff i didn't remember what but like do you, like i think the i think they're both like really similar yeah like the way they act yeah yeah and like the That'd roles the that they play comparable to i would say so like the roles that they play and like what they get cast in i guess kind of <laughs> well they get yeah yeah because like cody Fern gets really deep into the characters because he talks on like He's pretty active on like Instagram and stuff. So he was mm. talking about the character he played in Feral and like what he thought of the background of the character and like why he thought the character would make certain choices. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see that like he like has a lot of thoughts on like why he's like why did the character stay in the country, you know? Like why did he decide to continue being a park ranger? Well, that's really important because Well yeah, you can tell the difference it makes with his presence in the well, show. Well, yeah, and I'm not... you can feel that the character is, like... And I haven't... A person on its own, you know? Like, I haven't ton... I haven't taken a ton of acting classes or anything like that. But just, like, the ones that I've taken in high school, our teacher told us to do this thing. And it's called creating baggage for your character. And, you know, you can even write down, like, why, why are they there? What is their whole past? Why are they at where they're at? Because then you believe it. Then you you know what's going on with like your character, like yourself as the character, and you believe it. And you're gonna be able to like be present in that character and make other people have, believe it. Like that's how you're gonna have like the expression through your eyes as well, you know? 
Yeah, because you're like, believing it. Like yeah. how he, when he confronts the parents and he's like, "So yeah, I, I, like I I do know who you are. I do remember you, and I can't really tell you anything, but I could probably tell you because it doesn't matter anyway. You know, it's yeah. yeah. And he's fascinated. He's fascinated with. I mean, I feel like the character had to have been fascinated with like being a national park ranger and was probably really interested in like what was out there that he did see that night and just dedicated his life to like kind of monitoring it. And that's what his character was. And it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think. But... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I noticed that, like, with the guy who played Birch, too, is like, oh yeah, oh, it's like the way they so use their good. eyes, you know. Like with him, it was like, like almost like he has this like drunken look, where like, you can't like quite. Tell oh, he does have glazed over like, eyes. Totally, like, because from the beginning you can tell that this guy could be sketchy, but you're like, he could also just be a weirdo hunter, dude. But you can't really tell because he's like so glazed over. Well, yeah, and, and that's what's so looking that it's like he could just be a weird guy who talks like this, you know. And he, what is the cat doing? <laughs> She's on her throne. And he, he tries to tell them like this park ranger. He's squirrely man. Like I don't buy any of this stuff. I've been out here for twenty years, and it's like there are true stories like that where there are people that go missing in the woods, and there's these people that are like I've been here for twenty years, and it's crazy because and I've never seen anything right, and it's crazy because in Feral you see this character be one of those people like oh you know. I've, I've never seen anything. It's fine. That guy is just squirrely. And then his whole, like, character story arc just, like, whoop, does, like, this whole flip. And he's like, uh, uh, I think <laughs> there's something yeah. going on here. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, like, share the whole episode, but. Yeah, yeah no. Like, so you can definitely see it in the. If you like horror, what are you doing? You gotta watch at least. You don't even need to see any of the other seasons, really. Just watch American Horror Story season, what, 9, 1984? Just watch that one. Just watch that yeah. one. Even if you that don't watch Feral of American Horror Stories, just watch that episode this, um, anytime, but it'd be good for this spooky Halloween season. Definitely check that out if you've never watched American Horror Story. Yeah. I don't I recommend American... starting with Asylum. Don't start with Asylum. That's going to mess you up. So just watch 1984. And then if you want to watch the whole American Horror uh, Story saga, series. yeah, series, <laughs> yeah. then, then yeah, start from the beginning. It's pretty standalone. The rest of them like, do have connections. Yes. Yeah. And especially Apocalypse, like, double feature and just like jumping into apocalypse and then having no idea what's going on halfway through when it's like characters from seasons three and one yeah show up and you're like supposed to already know who they are and double feature i've seen we've watched what is out of double feature and then there were some things in past seasons as we've been re-watching them i was like oh that's like that thing that they kind of mentioned in Double Feature. I can't remember what it was specifically, yeah. but it happened. Well, they're in like a similar town or they mentioned probably. Yeah, in Asylum, right? 
in yeah. asylum. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, mention a town really. that's like in or a, or it's next to double feature and i was like that's that town and then it's the town they're in in double feature yeah, yeah and i was it like was oh my nice. gosh but well, 1984 i don't know there might be 19 okay i really think that 1984 was written standalone but like it, who knows if it'll come well, up in double feature maybe in the same universe but like they didn't really bring up anything like i didn't really notice any easter eggs from no it was pretty like like I mean the way that they did the ghosts in nineteen eighty four is the same way they always do ghosts in American Horror Story. Like where certain you know, plots of land can like maintain these ghost spirits in this really like physical way. Like in a hotel, like in Murder House. I mean, because in nineteen eighty four the camp's basically the same type of deal. Or when you yeah. die there, your spirit remains there forever, but it's like in a weird physical way where you can interact with like the stuff around you and the people. I and you can like die, but then they just like regenerate. And that's what's so weird is because they have like the same cast for most of these seasons and they all play like multiple characters and sometimes they play more than one character in one season. And yeah. it's so interesting to me because like um, it's almost like this whole like multiverse alternate universe place that this whole um this whole world of American horror story is created in. It's all just like this alternate universe thing going on. I don't even know. It's really cool. Yeah. It's definitely their own world. And I re I really like, like Roanoke because of the mockumentary style and they have multiple actors playing multiple actors <laughs> yeah well i liked i liked that in Colt. that was one thing i liked because in Colt, how evan peters is the cult leader and then they do like brief you know stories on other cult leaders from the past but he plays all of the cult leaders mm -hmm. and like the flashbacks too so it was that that season is my favorite cult yeah one thing <sighs> I did really like Cult when I watched it, and I kind of like Cult because of how, at the time, I guess, it was trying to do, like, current events and kind of trying to portray how, like, ridiculous people can be about the world and what they think is important. Cult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I liked that season yeah. but that one I, would, I could talk about that one for a while because it was just the writing in that one was like on another level for me like i noticed it and then it's like interesting to see like the creator talking about how that season was like his favorite to do because it was like easy for him to write but like 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 the writing just kind of like came to him and so he explored a lot of the topics in that well really i'll have to i'll have to rewatch cult and then yeah. I just got the Blu-ray. I'm gonna watch it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it again and then talk yeah. about that one. But um yeah. I Yeah, Feral in nineteen eighty four. I really enjoyed the music in nineteen eighty four and Yeah. <laughs> I love I kinda of mentioned it earlier how I don't remember what I said about how every character was like a very 
specific like role they were supposed to be playing and they all like all of them every single one of them i don't know how long it took them to like create these characters like the actors yeah because like the night stalker he was really good and he hasn't really been in anything that actor he hasn't been in anything and i want them to use him again for something i want to see him do something else they, they probably will because he was just so good like he ah and then i don't know i liked the parts that were kind of humorous like where he runs out and or no where uh, the one what's the girl's character the girl i don't know what her name was but she runs out and she's trying to tell him billy's waiting for you and he's like (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I don't and he's just like he's just like I know that he didn't come here and she's just like he made it past the blockade he's a rebel you can't sing rebel yell and not be a rebel and he's just like that's true <laughs> I liked parts like that I thought because yeah, that's another horror trope like that's another just, horror trope just kind of being dumb yeah, yeah. or like Global. just goofy stuff yeah. goofy stuff like yeah there was a lot of like stuff in in that season that it was like i don't know if like it was like written that way or if it's just the way that the actors had good chemistry that these scenes worked out so well the way they did like for the ray character when they find the dead guy and he's just like jesus christ jesus christ. he just keeps saying the same thing over and over so the other guy's just like stop saying that yeah, and then the the innocent girl character runs out and says the same thing, and then the other guy's like, "Oh, here we go again," or he says something like, "Oh, now not her too," or something like that. Yeah, like that's just what they chose to say. <laughs> and that's a that's I don't know what what that is. It's like comedy horror trope. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it's funny. goofy. It's funny. It's just like probably the most enjoyable season. And like has like a good ending, like 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 an ending that feels happier than endings usually feel in that show. Oh yeah, I like it's probably like my favorite way they've wrapped up a season besides the asylum. I kind of just watch them and I'm just like I like I don't even know what to think when they're well, over. Yeah, <laughs> the endings are usually so fucked up, like in Roanoke, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, the most of them are pretty fucked up. Pretty yeah, I don't, I don't really know what house. to think. Yeah. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, bring up about 1984 or Feral or American? Well, American Horror Stories. I just yeah. think like episodes four through six are good. Yeah. It's bro house and feral and ball. Ball? The only reason the lady's trying to have a baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Billy Lord one. That one was weird. Yeah. That one's pretty good though. Like those I think those three are like I like the ones like I I I like the first two episodes. It's just the first two episodes were just kind of like a copy paste of murder house just shorter you know like it was basically the same story like didn't you think that that was because they were kind of trying to be like you guys wanted murder house haha here you go 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. And then the dude, the last episode fucking sucked. Like of I don't know. Of I, the, American Horror Stories. Yeah. The video game one, it was just stupid. You didn't like <laughs> Well the actors were so bad. Like, <laughs> like it just was just like too much. I don't know. I, like, it almost felt like they were just trying to shit on the people who just want murder house stuff all the time. Yeah. So it might have been intentionally bad. Like, I can't even tell. But like, the acting was horrible. Like, the well, they even the didn't. Kid, they even have like, a. It was just, like the they had a line in there. People. It was too aware of itself and the fact that people wanted more murder house. Like it was. There was a line in there. Something about like. I can't remember what it was. Because the first, like the first two episodes that were about Murder House, were still like it was good, and I liked the actors, and like the story was fine. It was just like the exact same story condensed down into two episodes. There was a specific line though. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but but like the also like the yeah, they were just, they definitely broke the fourth wall a lot with the last episode. That was just but it was weird. just like a clusterfuck of bad acting and. I liked the intro, the random video game looking intro, and like, yeah. I I think that they could have, you know, I'm not the writer for it, obviously, but it would have been more interesting if they would have like made like a haunted video game at that point, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I wasn't, uh, I didn't even remember that that one uh, really yeah. happened, um, yeah. And then uh, the third episode was like the movie that makes people like go crazy. That one that was, was really cool. It was okay. There was the imagery was really cool in that. Yeah. Like the weird psychological idea, like the the idea of a film that like would psychologically mess you up, and like the weird images that they flashed on the screen for that. Yeah. And yeah. the actors were like not the best in that, like the younger ones, but. They're, they did well enough, I think. Yeah. And then it's just like, uh, the ending with John Carroll Lynch in it was like, good, but, you know. Hey, they were better than the... I feel so bad, but because I wanted to like these, and we didn't even finish the first one, but they were better than the, the, the small little R.L. Stein trilogy they just put out of the... Goose. Oh, Fear Street? Yeah, the Fear Street. Like the I we didn't even finish uh, yeah, we didn't finish the first I... one, so I don't even like I don't even I don't it even was really good. It was good at the beginning. And then it just was like, what is going <laughs> on? I feel like it's like movies, <laughs> I just felt like I was Netflix trying to get me to watch it by making it look yeah. like things. Except for oh. like I just didn't really get Oh yeah, because the, the cover. <laughs> The, uh, the production just everything looks like stranger things <laughs> it's just like i feel like you don't think the movie is actually good enough unless you make it look like something you know people like you know yeah uh, yeah so i'll probably I'll, I'll try to watch it again i just didn't like yeah it i want to finish it like i couldn't like... i couldn't pay attention i wasn't enjoying it yeah i wasn't either yeah. unfortunately yeah <sighs> I think they should try to make the Goosebumps and R.L. Stein stuff, like, more real. Like, more horrific. Just watch the old Goosebumps series. Just read the books, I guess. 
at that point, just read the books. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Anything else? Okay, well, good place to stop. Yeah, like, so we can talk the, about the show all day. Well, let's do it another time. Let's talk about cult sometime, or talk about double feature because it's it isn't finished yet. So we'll talk about that one another time. Um, yeah. I guess in summary, go watch American Horror Story season nine, nineteen eighty four, and watch American Horror Stories Feral because they're little standalone anthologies or whatever, and you could watch that and it'd be fine and also cody fern's a really good actor i really liked the night stalker character in 1984 yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah this this was episode one of confetti gore podcast it's going to be a podcast talking about anything horror or spooky conspiracy theories i just want it to be a melting pot of spooky horror cryptic weird stuff and you can find me on twitter at confetti gore my email is hello confetti gore at gmail.com if you ever want to send anything that you think i should research or talk about and the youtube channel is confetti gore i don't think i have an instagram up yet but maybe at some point. Uh, no, you do. You do. I do? <laughs> yeah. Okay, then that is Confetti Gore on Instagram also. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks for joining me, uh, Logan, on this American Horror Story podcast episode. I'm sure there will be another one of these because I really do like that whole universe and series. And yeah. next time, we'll probably be talking about cult or double feature. <laughs> See you later.